dogs on top, and you can either agree or disagree with her. But either way, the tribe is all here. This is a tribe called Chess. You can call the show anytime at 855-77-WYLDE. That's 855-779-9533. Welcome to A Tribe Called Jeff. And the tribe is all here tonight, and we are back in studio. Just the three of us, plus Jeff and John. I got Frankie Diaz in the studio, and I got Julio July Diaz, and Oshi is back with me this week. Hi, Oshi. Oshi's back. He was banned. (laughs) (laughs) No, he wasn't banned. I had to go to Puerto Rico. How's everybody doing? Let's bring that energy tonight. I am pumped to be back. He wasn't banned. He was abandoned. <laughs> he was not abandoned. We have so much to talk about tonight, guys. I know it's been a while. We have a lot on deck. I yes. missed everybody. What a fun weekend we had um, working Cage Zell, and we're going to get into that. But tonight on deck, we're going to talk about what you guys got very upset about on the Valentine's episode, which was that women. <laughs> we'll use your vulnerabilities and your hard stories against you. So we're going to get into that tonight. It's a great topic. Why are 25% less Americans having sex? I said on my video, oh, God, that's terrible. But there's reasons, guys. There's reasons. I know. I heard. Jessica did her research. <laughs> Jessica and her research. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a couple reels. You have some Ask Jess on deck. And I have to get through a few announcements first that I'm actually excited about. Yeah, some good ones. So first of all, mark your calendars. March 20th, my birthday is the 24th. My birthday month is coming up. Let's Just go. go Happy early birthday. Um, but my birthday month is coming up. But March 20th, we are doing a two-hour Tribe Called Jess birthday special. And we have on deck our normal tribe. Megan Finky will be back. Ooh. Millie will be in the house. Yeah, Lauren will be in the house. Your favorite footboy, Jason. The other <laughs> footboy. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Patterson is coming back on. Um, And we might have a few surprises in and out of there as well. So I'm super stoked, guys. I love my birthday and this well, I'll I'll keep you posted on what my birthday. And your birthday loves strippers. Strippers. (laughs) I mean I would prefer girl strippers because I I I, I don't like So girls, do we, but, so do we. But Us too. I cannot stand guys strippers. Um anyway Well there uh, goes my surprise. Jeff and I (laughs) have God, I don't want anybody's wiener in my face. Whoa. No, All right, John, you're not. canceled for the night. <laughs> <laughs> there goes a big bonus special. <laughs> and then May 3rd, Jeff and I have Night at the Salisbury, yes. and Will Grayley will be here. And if you're in Arlington, D.C., you know who Will Grayley is, and I am super stoked to have him in house. We will have an opener DJ, and I will announce that. Um, and then what do we have? I'm forgetting everything we have coming up. Let me see. That was the big announcement. So May 3rd, we will have that. And maybe a few other things about that day night. We have two other connecting events. So we will keep you posted on that. Nice. Nice. Ready? Oh, that's my jam right there. Don't hurt me. No more. This could be for all the old, old, uh, seller, the sellers, um, O'Toole's, Shark Club, yeah. Fifth Column, that that crew, yeah, and their were, kids probably. The bank. Were, if you were Shark Club, <laughs> yeah. Fifth Column, the bank. Um, the Dome. The Dome, O'Toole's, uh, down the line, we're going to play that type of music. PJ Skidoo's. Scooby-Doo's. If we wear the suede suit, do we get like a free shot? What? 
Oh, no, yeah, you could no, no free shots. That's an ABC <laughs> violation. That's an ABC. <laughs> I like I'll that. buy you a shot, but. Jeff will buy you yes. a shot. There you go. <laughs> no, no free shots. You got to work for it. And, and this is, and we are coming to you from the Salisbury Studios on the Wild Style Network, fueled by Monster Energy. Monster. I'm drinking some Monster. I, I see it. that. I, need it. I do not need it. Is there anything else in there? <laughs> I don't. I'm not drinking until my birthday. Oh, great. So anyway, this weekend, just a quick review of this weekend, Cagezilla 77. It was friggin' awesome. I heard it was insane. The, the fight, there were so many TKOs and 30-second fights. I'm like, what is going on? But it was sick. Jeff, what was your favorite? I don't know. Probably the uh, the main title fight for amateurs. Yeah. It was just what back was and forth. Name? It was close. Diallo, Diallo Braithwaite and Byron Wilson. Yeah, they were both awesome. Um, Diallo, I got... I, so Jeff gave me the honor... And the uh, trust for his brand, Cagezilla, to interview the fighters. I saw, I saw. The title fights and pro fights, and I was terrified. Um, thank you, Jeff, so much, because if, if you've known me a really, really long time, I wanted to be a sports agent coming, going to college, and then they told me I had to be a lawyer, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to school that long. Um, My pleasure. You did great. Yeah, thank you really good. so much. So I spent all Friday preparing. I practiced with Julio. <laughs> I was like, be my be my fighter and and give fake answers. Just so we practiced. I and, got into my role. And to fight. shout out to Quan who sat there and went over my questions with me to tell me if they were really good questions. Because yeah. when I do something, I like to do it well. So it was so cool, and it was so cool. The fighters, great interviews. My favorite answer, um, I asked um, uh, Austin Littlejohn. I said, what is the psychological warfare? Who He won his first uh, first <clears throat> pro fight, right, Jeff? First title? Title fight, yeah. Won his first title fight, and he was also tall, and I'm so short. <laughs> <laughs> Her first question was like, are you six foot plus? <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy was a bad man. He was awesome. Yeah, he was and good. Six-year Marine Corps veteran. Uh he, um, but anyway, he was a pleasure to interview, and I asked him about psychological warfare. Obviously, physicality goes into it, yeah. and there was a no touch. He, the, his opponent wouldn't touch, you know, the glove oh. in the beginning. So I asked how he got over that, and and his answer was, it starts with the mind, and the and the body will follow. Mm. And I rewatched his answer a lot of times because I said, what not only a good lesson in fighting, but also in life with discipline and yeah. you know taking care of yourself, but but just mind over matter a lot of times whether yeah. it's the body or anything else so i i'll keep that line forever i love that so anyway it was cool um and shout out to my lauren who was my biggest fan and biggest coach i was scared to death but mm. it was so cool so no you did great i saw the clips some of the clips uh obviously you probably felt nervous right but to us you looked natural like Typical like, Jess. If you With look, your notes. I like how you carried those notes. Well, Chris told me, he's like, you can carry them up <laughs> yeah. there. And I, I kind of liked it because it was I, It looked really good. I, yeah, you should always do it. It looked really good because it shows how, your preparation. Yeah. You know, so you were like, oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. You look so professional. <laughs> I was like, yay, bestie. Yeah, and thank you, Julio, for prepping me. So that was anytime, just anytime. super fun. Um, another shout out to Heather Church from Echo Stage Glow. She got... Uh, 40 under 40 in the DC. I, I can't remember the magazine. Oh, God. I wrote it down. Um, she is the uh, VP of Marketing and Talent at yeah. Echo Stage. Nice. Totally deserving. I mean, she's been there for what seems like forever. And I just want to give her a big shout out, A, because I love to see women do well. It is in our music scene, but yeah. also she's just so deserving. So That's deserving awesome. Congrats, of it. Heather. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Nice. 
And I want to give a shout out to one of our biggest fans. So often, um, biggest fans and supporters, I should say, um, Jason MacArthur. Jason. 12 after 12. You know, a lot of times, I, I know I and you, we share all our friends' businesses stuff because I think it's so important. And no matter how big you get, you should always, you know, be humbled and and. You know, 12 after 12 is always packed. I always have yeah. a good time, and I feel so comfortable. I get so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but um, but he shares everything. Tribe called Jess, and we share his stuff back, and he does it without being asked, and it's just so kind of him. And big, big ups, Jason. I got, really, really appreciate this. We support. got your jersey coming, too. Spoilers. You better. Yeah. And the extra thing you asked me about. That's okay. That thong. <laughs> love you jason <laughs> we love you jason I, I texted him to listen and i was like i'm gonna shout you out because i really appreciate it yeah, he's so. a good guy he's a great guy and i so go, great parties do you want me to mention any events and his answer to me was like no i so appreciate you doing that so go to 12 after 12 great place um he said you were enough to come we don't need your friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I went to Puerto Rico. Oh, tell us about it. I Frankie, saw the pictures. Frankie got me from the airport because you had dropped me off. Yeah. What a good friend. I was so appreciative of that because I felt safe. I was like, okay, good. Can I, I be know. honest? I did it for the car. So let me borrow her BMW. <laughs> I know. Nice is right. I was like, Holy. peace out. <laughs> I know. Frankie's like, your car is amazing. I was like, you balls to the wall all week. And I'm like, is my car broke? <laughs> she gets it back and it's like all the buttons that I push. Like, what is wrong oh, with my I'm car? Like, what the, the fuck blown. did you do to my car? <laughs> so anyway, um, Puerto Rico was awesome. Oh. Carrie Ann and I left on, I did the pod, um, went down to see an old friend of mine um, who I've been friends with for, I think, 11 or 12 years uh, and met new friends down there. Yeah. And it was just a fabulous trip. First of all, Care, I know you'll probably listen or listen back. Fabulous travel buddy. You're amazing. She takes great pictures. Is she, um, hey, I didn't, you know what? F fatal friend flaw. <laughs> Can you take my photo? Can you take my photo? And finally, I handed it off to uh, one of the friends we made, and I go, here, you do it. <laughs> but to be honest, she was I was happy to do it. She was such a pleasure. Literally zero drama. We just had the best time. And uh, obviously went to La Factoria, which is that famous place. Um, yeah, and I ran into mentioned. someone from D.C. in there. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, and then um, Mer Mercado La Careta. That what does that stand? How does that translate, Frankie? That's like the, the that? wagon market. Yeah. Oh well, it was fabulous. It reminded me of Miami. We did that. We did like a bar crawl Monday because it was President's Day, and uh, that was awesome. So, and then we did an Airbnb right on the ocean oh, with a pool the right up there, hot tub, food cooked out, and just what a fabulous time. And I will tell you. It's top three trip for me, and I've been to Puerto Rico before, and you know I've traveled all over. I feel like the world, you know, I haven't been to like Australia or Asia, but a lot, and I just felt so at peace. Like it's just it was the people we were with, just all good vibes, just all good energy. Yeah, so generous to take us around and and show us everything and take care of us, and we just had it, great conversation, and it's. 
it didn't ever we had so much fun but i always felt at peace which is i don't think i've ever vacated and felt like that so shout out to them if they're listening they know who they are and thank you so so much we had such a great time and we'll definitely see you again soon so yeah you came back exhausted it was so funny Uh, she was done done. we party we party. We had dance party you know me airbnb Uh, and we danced to all kinds of music all the way from like disco diana rock you know like that all the way through edm and techno and house and um one night uh uh, what what is that party reggaeton? You always say it a certain way. Reggaeton. Reggaeton. That was really fun. You know, I love that yeah. music. And I talked about El Patio, so that was really cool. We just had God, what a great time. Well, let me ask you the most important question that you don't care about: How's the food? <laughs> Actually, excellent, excellent. Um, Jessica ate. I ate. Uh, she came back like half a pound heavier. <laughs> Actually, I think I lost weight because I danced so much. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Although I drank so much, but I did drink so much. Um, but every never got like I think the first night we were there, I browned out, not blacked out for browned like out. half hour. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> you sound gross. I like know. you need a diaper for it or something. <laughs> yeah. Meaning she I kind of remembered. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, did I do anything stupid? But whatever. Um, you're in Puerto Rico. Who cares? Um, so then, uh, what was I saying? But it's I had about food. excellent ceviche. We went to a steakhouse. Um, had excellent burrata. Um, some steak there. I mean, just all kinds yeah. of food all week. Went to a really cool cigar bar. Smoked. I smoked a cigar. Oh, Not nice. a whole one. Just a tip. <laughs> just a tip. <laughs> Oh boy! So anyway, it was great. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I saw the the pictures you sent. Like, what was your favorite part? Was it the beach or Old San Juan, or just different? I vibes? always love Old San Juan where we stayed. There was a square there with a coffee shop, right? Like yeah. an outdoor coffee shop, and that was probably Carrie Ann and I went there and had coffee together and chatted. I think just honestly, the people we were with made it. It could have been anywhere, right? It was just okay. Don't, don't praise him too much. I won't be jealous over here. Well, your bestie doesn't want to get jealous. I say, this, <laughs> I say the same when we go to Miami. It's the people that you're with. <laughs> well, you might not have been that much levels. <laughs> <laughs> she came back, bro. That's all you gotta remember. She came back. I oh. came back. I came back. What was that post she put up, Julio, that you and I discussed? She said something about uh, one new of the, besties or something besties. I said. Um, <laughs> New besties, old souls. <laughs> yeah. and, and I texted Julio. I said, Julio, did you see that post? He got very upset. <laughs> I was like, really? So we're just going to throw that word out there, just nonchalant, just whatever. Like, you guys are matter. my family. <laughs> Stop it. Ooh, and you're the one on show. I have it on recording that said, I hate it when you can't be friends with other people. Remember that, John? And you can't be blah, blah, blah. So don't even. Don't see, even. See, and that's going to lead us to... When you open up and then they bring it back oh, out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are assholes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! All right, so let's get into some dirt. Let's let's go because they don't want to hear all about my trip to Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, so I put a reel up. I gave it to yeah. you guys. I also put it on Instagram, and the main thing of the reel was. Don't quit getting upset when people don't choose you. And she talks about how, you know, it affects your ego and how she and I had a lot of resonation with this. She talks about, you know, it hurts your ego when people don't choose you, but you might not be right for everybody. 
and you know how she's gone to the gym and leveled up and works hard every day and realizes that she lets people go with ease well you guys know i really resonate with that yeah however in saying that when i thought about it over especially the last year i would say don't get so far from from that that you're not open to love because i are open to vulnerabilities and feelings because i feel like i told you this that i get so so self-aware and so have worked so hard not to love and care from ego and now it's like but i kind of feel like i'm so self-aware that i kind of close myself off from things so i'm trying to really work on that and like be open to other yeah. things does that make sense yeah, of course what did you think <clears throat> of it did you even watch it yeah of course i saw it um it's i mean there's really good points you know when it comes to what she was saying and uh it's always I always say it's about a balance, right? And I do believe that our ego does play a good role, but it's got to be kept in check. And when it comes to that situation, we give that power to people over us, right? If a stranger comes over and insults you, right? You could have that you could either be like, I don't even know this person, move on, or you could be like, how dare this person offend me, right? So, when you open up to people, when you what she said, <clears throat> you just have to take it back a little bit, let your ego go, and realize you're not being rejected. It's not someone's better than you. Is that maybe that's that just you're not your person, right? Well, I think. Well, yeah, I think caring from them from a place of not. So I've worked really hard. I told you this at the beginning of. I think it was April. I probably mentioned this to you. I've worked really hard on not not loving or caring from my ego that yeah. people need to go on their journey they have to go and and that's what real caring about whether that's friends family love i mean everybody deduces everything to love um i think when you let go of the ego then you're really caring about someone i i i will go back to what i said i i i don't think it's necessarily keeping ego in check as much as it is um it, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. You know how I get. <laughs> I don't think it. Oh, I don't think it's much as keeping ego in check, but all, but remembering you will always be okay. Yeah. And when you can remember that you will always be okay, I think then that's when you can let go of people easier, and and be open to being vulnerable. Yeah, you always have to be complete on your own, right? We always talk about working on oneself. So, if you meet somebody. You like them a lot. Of course, you open up and you're vulnerable and you start liking them and then they don't reciprocate or they say, you know what? You're not my person. We got to understand, once again, it's not about that they're going to find someone better. It's just someone different. You're not for mm -hmm. them. Correct. That's, you know, and the ego. Like, I like you I always use that expression, like love from, what is it? Love from ego. Love without no, ego. No, love without ego. Love and without it, ego. it's not easy. And 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 I think loving yourself it is is not like this people are like love yeah. yourself it takes a lot of work and i've done a lot of work in the last two years for sure yeah. more than i ever have on that and i i think it we easily dish out advice and i made a, a big TikTok, which i have not posted on any of my other socials this yet about this to let people go to not you know know your worth demand the worth from yourself of yeah. you like know your worth and it's okay and better days will come but that's that that's a whole nother subject for another day.
But um, Julio, any thoughts? You're quiet tonight. I'm just trying to, you know, figure out where everyone's gauging on that. On where the, where are you, you know. gauging, Julio? Well, I, I think it's uh, it's definitely one of those things that when you reach a certain moment in your life where you're kind of better understand yourself and you realize that maybe you're not the reason why they didn't, you're getting chosen. It's more like they're looking for something else and another person. And then I was thinking of the stupid uh, phrase that, you know, like, if you have to force a fart, it's you probably just <laughs> shit. <laughs> so it's the same thing like a relationship, you know, if you force yourself That's to be funny. someone or to be chosen by someone, it's not going to end up uh, in a good, healthy relationship sure. like you would want to. So, you know, once you get to the point where you better understand what you're looking for, what you want in another person, and what you're also willing to offer, then you're able to be like, okay, that wasn't the one. Let's maybe, you know. But I think we relate this, con and I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think, though, that we relate this all to love, right? Sometimes our friends don't choose us. Sometimes our family doesn't choose us. And, and the same thing always amen. has to apply, and that's even harder. Did you say amen to something yeah. I said, Jeff? Yeah. Oh, okay. I want your, why are we saying amen? I like it. <laughs> I don't ever get an amen from Jeff. I was just messing around because you said sometimes your family doesn't choose you. Oh. <laughs> Je Jeff's just upset that you didn't take him to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Jeff's upset I didn't know. Jeff's but, not But that's upset. the thing. We tend to take things, I guess, rejection, we take it so personal, right? Yeah. We're like, because it's who we are. We always, we always, I guess as humans, we always want to be accepted, right? We want to be liked and loved. Well, so when somebody says no... Oh, I mean, every relationship, like friendship, your yeah, family, yeah. you give part of yourself to the other person. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, if you're a person that you've considered a close friend, kind of just kind of like no longer is your friend or walks out of your life, it's like they basically just threw you away is yeah. the feeling. Yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. Yeah. So, I <laughs> mean, I, th I think that's, I, honestly, I think that's probably well. a little bit harder than when it comes to love, especially because oh, it's a yeah. little bit more intimate. Oh, I think friendship breakup, friendship breakups by far. If you want to hear it, somebody wrote this TikTok. If you want to hear a Swifty belt out a song, watch a friendship breakup over a love breakup any day. But um, but yeah, I thought it was a good point. I think I yeah. I, I think you you should let people go. Um, I thought it was a good discussion. I'm just a quick notated discussion um, that I think we'll elaborate on. We had before, and I got a lot of feedback, good feedback from the show. So yeah. I'm not um, sure. Did she mention in that clip how sometimes we react to like. I'll show them, like, I'll be better, or this and that, like, not to act well, that I way. Well, think, I think what she said is when you're able to do that, it is, it is fucking power, and it is. Yeah. When you can put yourself, self-love, it, it should be your first love. It should be your first yeah. love of your life. And um, when you can react, I, I, I think she was more referring to men at that point, yeah. and not be the crazy bitch chasing them down, That's and right. blah, That's blah, right. blah, yeah. you know, then they're like, wait, but I expected this <clears throat> reaction, and, you know, she said that's a power, and I don't think she meant it as that's a game, right? It is a power. Right. You're able to value yourself and move up. You're not wasting time. Look, guys, time is getting shorter and shorter and shorter as you get older and older, and it becomes more valuable. And I think when you start to realize your time is valuable, you, you stop wasting times in situations that don't serve your energy yeah. and yeah. your values. So um, anyway... Anyway, <laughs> if you do need energy, drink a monster. If you do need energy, drink a monster. Okay, guys, I let you. I let you since we didn't do it last time. I let you do some ass, Jessica, 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 or Jess, never Jesse. 
All I right. always say Jessica. 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 <laughs> this is where Hispanic. I'm like, Jessica. <laughs> All right, more energy. What's up? I had a really good question for you this week. Okay. A thought-provoking one. Okay. And um, my question to you was, what do you find uh, more difficult, forgiving yourself or forgiving others? And why? Oh, boy. Um, I forgive other people pretty quickly mostly because i need to let it go in order for me to move on and i i only know that harboring things and i have harbored them <laughs> yeah um and i'm very aware when i am harboring something so i have to let that go for me um i think it has been much harder in my journey of of over the last few years of forgiving myself and not because it's hard necessarily to forgive myself, I'm trying to realize what I'm forgiving myself for. Be and this is hard to talk about. <laughs> because I have gotten so twisted by certain people in my life, in my past, that I think that I did something wrong when I'm realizing now at 48, 47, going into 49, that I didn't do anything wrong at all. So I've been paying the price to myself and really I should have been forgiving them. Um, taking accountability and really forgiving myself, it, it's work for the things I have. To, I mean, things that I feel, look, there's difference between shame and guilt, right? Correct, yeah. Um, and we'll get into that later. But it, it's not easy. It's, it's not an easy journey because I, I just, I'm not sure and I'm trying to figure out what I'm forgiving myself for in certain cases. And it's, it's heartbreaking when you start to unpack that. I mean, what do you find more? Oh, to me, it's easy to forgive others. Yeah. Easily. I mean, yeah. And I mean, one of the rules I live by is like, I forgive them because I know eventually I'll mess up and I expect them to <laughs> well, forgive me real... too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we're all going to make mistakes, right? And we'll find situations where you're going to be, like, apologizing. So I forgive others because I eventually, when I mess up, they have that same, you know, love and forgiveness towards me. Don't even get me started. Yes, <clears throat> I agree. But when it comes to forgiving myself, you know, maybe I don't look in the mirror. Or maybe I should do it more often. Just, I mean, when have you ever looked in the mirror and say, I forgive you? I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've look, ever looked in the mirror and told myself I forgive myself for this. Jeff, do you look in the mirror and forgive yourself or just brush your hair? <laughs> I just look at my hair. You just look at your hair? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you forgive yourself for having that hair, baby. <laughs> what about you, Julio? I never forgive myself. You don't? No. Really? Talk, no. talk to us about this. This could be therapy, Jeff. No. Why? Why don't you forgive yourself? This is not in my nature. It has to be right or wrong. Right, but forgiveness is an act of taking what's wrong. I mean, if you're repetitive, then that's different. But if you forgive yourself and you don't repeat it. I just don't forgive myself. I just, well, we're going to work on I that. I dwell on it for years and I years. I did too. I, I can relate. I empathize with that. Same. But n now I have a task for the year. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like. You know, I don't think I've ever, I mean, you don't hold, like, grudges for someone for years, no. right? That's you know? I, I get over but shit But we're so, so harsh on ourselves, though. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, Jeff just put it into perspective. It's like, we could go years 
you know, maybe not even trying to address it because, you know, we feel so guilty or, you know, our conscience bothers us or, you know, we're always like on ourselves about something we've done or how we treat others or whatever the situation is. But yeah. it's so important to be able to forgive oneself. And I think when you're forgiving others, I've learned this lesson too. And, <clears throat> you know, the listeners out there is that remember when you're speaking, and if I sneeze, hold on, when you're speaking to that person, you can relay that you're not accepting the behavior, right? Yeah. The behavior was unacceptable, but I do forgive you. Um, it doesn't mean you need to remain in, in, in that energy with them. But um, I think we need to convey that when we forgive, like, because I think we're like, oh, yeah, I forgive you. And it's like, I don't like that behavior. It doesn't have to be a sermon, for God's sakes. I've had those handed to me on text. It doesn't have to be a sermon, but you know you can at least say look i really didn't like the behavior here's why this can't happen again blah 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 and then you know forgive move on so yeah. you know i don't know yeah. i think that's a great question frankie i think it's an important question because i think people walk around with a lot of shame not guilt i have something for that yeah. what do you got for me crazy boy my Julio July Diaz. I feel like we need a song, like Taylor Swift interlude. Like, <laughs> I think we've had so right. many. I, you know what, Here guys? goes in Jessica's energy, right? You always got to be dancing. I think always got to have some music on. No, we've had so many freaking guests here. We've had, we've had insane conversations about off-hand shit. Yeah. I mean, the golden shower. I watched that clip back, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> was that said on the show? <laughs> I was getting stuff on YouTube, and it's like, is this uh, content made for children? I'm like, no. <laughs> not. Who said that? It's uh, part of the U YouTube's uh, algorithm. Oh, I sure thought you meant like and, a, yeah. a parent asked you that. I'm like, no, no, oh, no, my no, no, God. No. I tell my friends, do not let your kids listen to my show. One week, it could <laughs> be. I have my whole family gathered around, <laughs> and we listen to a podcast. Well, what, I mean, some weeks will be more tame, right? And I like that because yeah. I need the tame because then we get wild and off hinge in other weeks when we have guests and stuff. But I'm like, never, because I never know what's coming out of my mouth, ever. <laughs> like, especially live. We're going into it. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pigs. <all> <laughs> Going into it. Well, I don't let my kids listen to the show. I'm a saint. Well, never mind. Yes, you should not. Yeah, because I I, I I share too much personal information. I know. I like One day, eventually, they'll listen to it, but yeah. for now. Yeah, when they have their own kids, they'll listen to it. No, yeah. they'll probably hear it before. Especially, <laughs> especially your oldest, I bet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. I know. You'll be fine. Stop being a baby. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. <laughs> Forgive yourself because Josephine won't. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Julio, what do you got? Now I don't ask him how do you live with how do you live with a constant thought that one day your kids are gonna listen to the podcast. That's what my my kid does listen to the podcast. Man, your kid was, was on, on here. My kid was on the podcast. It is a, let me tell you, it is an interesting conversation with your child or coming out of your mouth saying, well, <laughs> but Nico's reaction was so great. He's like, you know, mom, you are who you are. It's hilarious. Yeah. You know, you talk about good stuff. You get like, I just shoot the shit how it is. And I like sometimes getting a little off hinge and then bringing it back into not off hinge. So, I mean, he was, how cool am I to have that kid that said that? 
and I think he knows the values and morals and characteristics I carry myself in. Yeah. So he realizes, you know, I'm just saying what everybody else wants to say, but won't. <laughs> you know what though? I, I'm curious. I'm gonna next well, time I see him. Well, not everything. Not everything. Correct. That's what I like about you. you always keep it. We can't always well, be a hundred percent open. I, I only tell about twenty percent of my life on here, <laughs> which is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder. Uh, next time I see Nico, I'm gonna ask him how he feels when it's like. He's like, coming it, on in April. They're I was doing a ask college that when he's show. Come back. They want to come on in, for the college kids. Want to come on? Like, does he ever feel like? Do you ever feel like embarrassed? Because oh, that's your mom. That she's so so cool. Do you always be like, oh, mom, tone it down? Because my think, kids, because my kids are like that. Like, I don't think he does it. I. I Nico, if you're listening, call in. <laughs> no, because my, my kids are like, they know I'm fun and cool and are a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, they'll kind of be like, okay, that's cool. But then stop when it happens. Us. What's that? They're like, stop embarrassing us. Yeah. Then it'll be like, they'll act like, oh, dad, that's so embarrassing. Like, yeah. you know. You're such a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because my baby... Is it because daughter I mean, to father dynamic is different, or I mean, Nico what do you think heard, it is? It was when Kevin and I originally started the show, and I mean, if we think sometimes it gets wild and crazy on this, the stuff that Kevin would ask me was <laughs> pushing the envelope even for me, um, and he heard those episodes. So I, I and that's when he kind of laughed. I mean, I'm sure if he's getting heckled or anything like that, but I mean, his friends all texted me. This was. January, like we all want to come on. They love the show, yeah. and um, they. I wonder why they want to come on to be the show. They the want show to come on to the mom. I know. Oh no! Well, it's him and his friend. No, his best friend that goes to college is my best. One of my best friends' yeah. sons. Like, no, I've no. Oh, sounds like the plot. I mean, because my my oldest, she's always like her her friends, like her coworkers or friends, will hear about that I'm on a podcast, right? And they'll come up to me and be like, oh, congratulations, isn't it? And she'll be like, oh, rolling her eyes, like, <laughs> you know, like so embarrassing. Like. And you remember, and it, it humbles you, too, because, well, Neek doesn't really do that, but sometimes, and it humbles you real quick, because I'm like, I'm cool. I'm still relevant. I'm cool. I'm like, I am not cool. I am not cool <laughs> at all. <laughs> those days, I mean, I'm okay, cool. But, like, yeah. those kids aren't looking at you like, oh, you're so cool. It's where I'm, like, thinking they think I'm cool. No, they are. They are. Maybe some of them. Maybe. Yeah. The I girls mean, do, because I talk to them about all their problems, and I dance with them, and have fun with them, and yeah. tell them to tell their boyfriends to kick rocks. Kick <laughs> <laughs> rocks. Wow. What do you got for me, Julio, so we can get into this deep stuff Frankie wants to get into about women using men's vulnerabilities against them? But we'll start with you first. What vulnerabilities do you use against men? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, I think mine kind of goes in hand with uh, what Frankie asked you. Um, how do you handle disrespect? Ooh. Not well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty proud how mature you are. I am. I actually do. Oh, God. The worst offenders... The worst offenders are women with me, and you know it. I mean, <laughs> and I have no idea because I'm more than fucking nice to them. I love, I am the champion of women and making sure that they feel welcome. And I, I feel like I, I try my best, like, to just welcome. And, and they always end up fucking it up, like, like strangers yeah. more than anything. And I'm like, what do I do that makes chicks do this to me? Anyway. If I'm in, so I've been in many situations, and you know it with both women and men, where I have been put in worse situations than I think most people ever are, and without saying them, and I handled them like a boss because I'm not. I'm going to tell anybody out there, I'm never ruining my good time. That's a like, uh, uh-uh. uh, 
you're not ruining my party and I am never going to ruin the party of my friends. And I've learned to regulate and not react, which I tell you, I thank our friend G for that. He's worked on it with me and been like, come on, regulate that emotion. It is very hard. Um, I get super. All right. Let me finish that thought. When I am in a situation now that I feel disrespected, I can get out of it. The problem in lies when I can't, when I can't leave or I can't, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm going to pop off. I'm not going to throw hands. Let's be clear. I mean, pop off. I'm going to put someone in check because I have no problem. Look, people need to be called out on their shit. That doesn't mean start a fight. That doesn't mean, you know, like, F you and all that. But I will call you out on your disrespect and shit if you push me to the point I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, and you need to because you keep doing it. And one day you're going to run into the wrong person that you're going to disrespect. And that's not going to be any fun. Second of all, it's fucking rude. Like, I don't disrespect people. Why? Especially women on women. I'll go back to it every time. And I'm like, and you better have that shot in your bag. Anyway, I had to say that because that's like our little joke. Yeah. But you better. The second thing I hate, and I think I've hated this in the past. I don't deal with this as much. Is I don't generally get jealous. When I'm jealous, I know I'm jealous. And I get jealous for the oddest shit. Like not the normal shit. And I, I know when I'm jealous. But I've been accused of being jealous when I'm like, no, 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 no. And there's no way to defend yourself, right? Oh, you're being jealous. You're being jealous. I'm like. I'm straight up getting disrespected. Yeah. I'm not jealous. I'll let you know when I'm jealous. Because when I'm jealous, I, when I get that jealous, I need to walk away. I, need, I cannot regulate at all. <laughs> so that's how I know the difference between the two. Yeah. So I handle it better than I used to. I can regulate my reaction. And 99% I walk away and just hold my hands or the hands of my friends so i don't just, well, it's just i, interesting I just don't like to not get be able to get away from it how did 20 year old just handle this respect <laughs> <laughs> well interesting fact that you know that i've known this woman for a while now you know she's strong she's verbal like she'll opinionate it right she's just <laughs> no, but i'm saying sometimes you, you tend to think that people who are like that will be people who will who can't control themselves, who always have to say something, right? The minute they're disrespected, I would think, like, she would cause a scene or she'll be like this. Not Jessica, she's completely opposite. Like, she'll let me know. She'll put me to the side and tell me, look, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. But I'm not going to let the, fu-. she says, I'm not going to let this situation ruin my fun. I'll address or it my later. Friends. Or my yeah. friends. Fun. I'm never going to ruin my friend's fun <sighs> because normally this happens in some sort of group party setting. Normally it's girls, but there's been, plenty of guys and i'm no, i'm never ruining my party i get one life and your disrespect but i may I, and, and most times again i can get away right it's yeah, when i can't dude, but that's easier said than done like that's what i'm saying that's like uh, i admire you that you do that oh yeah I'm not, because you know when or, and i'm not causing a scene that first uh, of all i'm not looking like a classless bitch that's, see, that's the thing. Like, she has she's still able to reason that way because you know we were most drop offended i'm upset. i didn't know like, i wasn't don't think hold that on. Way. i wasn't always like that jeff can be a testament to that 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 took work I mean, Jeff and I have been friends 25 years, and like you said, 20-whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to look classless. I'm, I, I'm going to, and even better, I'm going to make those people, women or men, let themselves, trip themselves up and make an ass out of themselves. Yeah. And then I don't have to say anything at all. 
But I, I, yeah, it's hard. I, if I can't get away, it's really, really hard to not say anything. But I'm getting better. So we'll sit just up in an escape room with a whole bunch of people. <laughs> so he's, he's like, what happens? See, what, see how she has when she's jealous. No, if you put me in an escape room, I'll probably start getting a claustrophobic. I can't get out. And then I, and then I am throwing hands with everybody and throwing everything. Um, good questions, guys. Super thought-provoking. I like those. Those were good ones this week. Rex my little brain. I mean, just racked it. Oh, my God. All right, guys. So the big subject of the night where I put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, was what came up on Valentine's Day. And that was, do women use men's vulnerabilities and hard stories against them, mainly in a breakup, but even during a relationship? Um, So before we begin this, I want to say this because I'm never, and not that you guys ever bash, but I'm not about bashing one sex or the other. We're correct, all human correct. and we're all guilty of things in our life. And some genders do more things than others, but we're not going to bash people, which I know you wouldn't. But I do want to say this, that it is definitely not just women. I have told the reason <clears throat> I am so terrified of getting, I would say this, this pertains to relationships for me. I'm not terrified. That That's a stupid word. I'm reluctant sometimes to share my hard stories because I have shared them and was so felt so safe to do so. And I was shamed. I was not only used against me, I was shamed for them. And the shame I felt is so bad. I'm still recovering from that. Yeah. Um, And we've talked about the couple of things I've told Frankie, which I won't share on air. Not yet. Eventually, maybe I will. And and the and, and guilt is I did something wrong. Shame is I am wrong. Like I'm not worthy of anything. I, I'm not worthy of love and connection. And so I want to preface this by saying, A, it happens to every sex because it happened to me and it takes a long time. And so I recognize that it scarred me and I'm working on, you know what, the same philosophy with ego, I'll always be okay. Even if I share something, I'll still be okay. So I'm working on that. The second thing is to people that women or men out there that take what people share with them, whether it's a friend or a family member or a partner, right? And you take the deepest parts of them, the secret parts of them that they shared with you at that time, whether you're with them or not, no matter what they're doing to you, because you are always the better person. Do not use that against them. Do not spread rumors. Do not say these awful, awful things because the person on the other end of receiving it, I don't care. They don't deserve that. Like to recover Mm. from that has been incredibly, incredibly hard and to differentiate that. So, all right, now you can tell me, but you're allowed to, you're allowed to be a hundred percent honest. I don't want to say that because I know it happens. Many men agree with you and then I'll give you the feedback. Yeah, And I agree with you. I'm glad you clarified that because, when we bring certain topics up, it's never to bash, you know, a man, man or women. It's just conversations that we have because it's people ask these things to them, you know, all the time. So it's just topics we bring up to discuss. Because when I brought it up, it wasn't about women. It was just giving an exp- uh, a reason why us men, you know, one reason why we won't open up. Because women always ask, oh, you're so closed in. Why don't you open up? Why don't you open up? So I was just providing one reason of saying why, you know, us men don't open up. And one of them was that, that we tend to feel, or at least I do at times, that if I become vulnerable and I share certain things, 
when things are good, things you know how things are, right? When things are always going well, everybody's happy, everything's at peace. But when we start having those arguments or those serious conversations where you know we're mad at each other, you know, sometimes you know your significant other will put that thing in the little bag in the bag, and then it'll bring it out at a certain times. So it's just kind of like. Mm. I think more so, Frankie, what I'd like to hear about, and John and Jeff jump in, obviously Julio. I feel like the feedback I got, of course, people do that in relationships. We're all not as emotionally intelligent sometimes, right? And yeah. we do that by nature. And we have to work hard not to because it can be controlled. But what I hear more is people with breakups and awful, awful stories. You guys got an opinion on that, John, Jeff? Jeff, you said it does happen on Valentine's special. So I'm curious of your your intelligence on this. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, people do some crazy shit to each other, and, you know, it just, you have to deal with it, you know? Have you had that done to you? Where yeah. somebody used stuff against you? Um, Not used stuff against me. I mean, in an argument, yeah. After a breakup. Like, somebody just took the worst stories of you and the places you were vulnerable and then maybe spread them around or just said horrific things I to mean, you. People spread stuff around that hasn't even happened. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, Can I raise people that have no life and story? have nothing better to do, <clears throat> they need to make it about them. And then if they're jealous or they've got an issue or whatever, then they say whatever they want. So like, I've just, I've just learned to turn the other cheek. I mean, you know the situation I was in with a previous business relationship and the person who was one of my good friends, and then yeah, it just, just turned on me flat and tried to get me in trouble and blame oh, stuff yeah. on me that they were in trouble for. I mean, and, and it wasn't like anything huge. It was just a headache that I didn't need to deal with. Right. I think for me, too, I, I mean, I... I don't think I heard after a breakup the worst stories necessarily said about me, but I heard things the way events were twisted or things that were said about me that were completely not true, but not like actual stories that yeah. were shared. That was more during the relationship that was weaponized against me. I um, mean, sometimes it doesn't have to be so serious, right? I remember seeing a, a TikTok reel where the guy was like, you know, they were arguing, right? And the woman goes, yeah. That's why you let me fuck you with that big deal. Though. He was like, that was private. You weren't supposed to share that. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about. So it's not always like, oh, my God. Like, on, Jeff has something to say about know, that. No, it's just, it's just weird what, what people think. And, and, like, that hasn't really happened to me that I really recall too much. Yeah. When it's over, it's over with me for the most part. And I, and I just move on. I think and people... I don't worry about it. And, and I end up still being friends with people Usually not right after the breakup, but years later we'll be like, oh, how are you? I, you know, that sort of stuff. I'm friends with uh, all, but yeah. I mean, I say friends. One of my exes and, you know. But it does yeah. change the dynamic. But, though, yeah, and, I, and I, I don't hold the grudges yeah. for that long. And then also sometimes people like you're saying, like, if that was me in that situation, I wouldn't like that. But there's people, they'll try and say something. Like, I think I told you at – um. The place that I used to work, one of the, one of the doormen were jealous of 
me and my brothers because we'd get on there and you know talk to a lot of people or whatever, mm-hmm. and they would tell all the girls that were working there that we were porn producers. That I mean, that was thing. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and and we weren't, but it backfired on them because the people that they were trying to uh, cock block us to keep us keep, uh, keep them away from us. Actually started. Really, is that what you do? That's a that's so cool. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Now, I don't know why they would think that would be. How something. many casting calls, Jeff? How many, yeah. how many couch calls? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like just it just yeah. it never ceases to amaze me what people will do to think that they can get an edge over you. So I went back in my text. So I went into research myself because I'm yeah. always. I went back in my text. I'm not saying I never ever, but I, I have never gone and told somebody's deepest personal secrets. I don't sell people. I want to. Believe me. There are minutes that they're being so mean to me, and I just don't feel, especially as getting older, ever. I'm talking friends, family, relationships, feel the need to tell my side of the story. My closest friends, they know my side of the story. But there's always two sides of the story, and then there's the truth. And and I will speak that. So I'm back in my text, and, and I, I just read through, because I keep everything. And I was like, when could I have done better in a breakup? And there was only one time where I read, and I didn't necessarily, and it, it wasn't uh, my ex-husband. It was an ex-boyfriend. I didn't necessarily weaponize Nico, but I can see how it would have come across like yeah. that. Because I was like, that's my son. He'd like, back off. But it, it wasn't a fair statement, right? That wasn't fair. And I didn't like that I did that. Otherwise, I went through a lot of texts. <laughs> no, but you know, sometimes <laughs> Wait, also... Je- Jeff, what's oh, up? Real quick. I going to say that um, sometimes people try to use stuff against you. But for me, I'm, I'm pretty open and honest about who I am and, exactly. and what I am. So there's not really a whole lot of secrets about me. So the people that know me know if somebody says something i haven't really heard anything i mean stuff like that like the the porn producer thing was not true i find it but it's because my friend was a porn producer so there's like sort of this grain of truth that somebody grabbed out of the air of course and they did it but um other than my mom finding something out i mean i'm not perfect by any means yeah and there's things that i've done that i wouldn't want my mom to hear about necessarily but she wouldn't like stop loving me or anything but other than that, I don't know that there's really anything that I've done that I'm just like would be embarrassed about I necessarily. Think I, I don't. So I'm a pretty open book as well. I, I think there's things I like to keep private and more because they're painful for me, not because I'd nest. If they actually came out, I'd be like, oh, my God. And painful for me are situations that made me feel extremely uncomfortable. Um, you and I have talked about those situations in the past and they, they're not good memories for me. So, um, but I've definitely had stuff used against me, and obviously mine more in a relationship. But go ahead, Frankie. I know no, you're no, chomping at say, the bit. No, because I was going <laughs> to say, you know, once again, it's not just all serious stuff, right? Sometimes we'll share embarrassing stories, right, that we don't, you know, we don't want people to know. And because on my side, you know, I'm always making jokes and laughing and making fun of people. <clears throat> so sometimes I'll slip, you know, and be like, you know, a funny story was shared, and then I'm like, in the situation, I tell it. I'm like, oh, I wasn't supposed to tell that. And then the other person's like, oh, why did you share that embarrassing? Yeah. So, you know, that's what I meant, too, when you, you know, sometimes that happens in that sort of way. It's not always, like, oh, malicious, yeah. I mean, you know. I think you and I had a situation where I was defending you, and we won't say what it yes, was. Yes, that's right. That's and right. you had to pull me aside the next yeah. day and say, don't ever do that to me again. And I <clears> I didn't realize, I'm 
feeling protective. Yeah, yeah. And I, but then once I listen to you, I'm like, okay, fair ask. But I, yeah. no ill intent. I mean, correct, definitely correct. we're talking ill intent. Um, Julio, give your opinion. I'm going to tell you everything everybody said on Facebook. <laughs> oh, wow. About me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, about um, you. Yeah. I think if it's like uh, after a breakup, I think it's just one the miserable person trying to make the other person feel yep. as equally as miserable. It's just, you know, if, if I'm going to feel like shit, then there's no reason why you should feel the same way. It's just, I think that at the end of the day, that's just basically immature. It it's yeah. immature and it's hurtful. I, I look, I have enemies. I say enemies. I don't even like that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have people enemies. that like, I calm down. Calm down. were extremely close <laughs> to that I'm not friends with anymore. Right. Yeah. I know, like, especially women, we know everything. Now I'm more, I'm definitely more like choosy, but it, back in the yeah. day, women are, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. And, um, I, I would never. I just would never go out in the place. Now, would I share something that happened during my relationships with my best friends in a circle where I knew that that wasn't going to go any further? Yeah, there was, was gonna, no was ill intent. Of course, we all need venting posts, and, correct, and that's correct. okay. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I always say, it's the trickle-down effect. You don't just hurt that person. You affect so many aspects of their life, right? And you know, job, their mom here, sister, whatever that is, right? Like, who cares? Well, you should care. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not your story to tell. It's not what you did to tell. And I think it's classless. I mean, look, I I didn't feel the need beyond my inner, inner, inner circle to tell my side of the story in my last relationship. And, I, and when people would try to ask me when I was out, I said, no, everybody's good. I mean, and that's all they needed to know. That, yeah. I mean, that's it. It was the right thing to do. I didn't need to do any more than that. Now, I'm sure I took little digs between our friend group. and the Yeah, yeah of course. I, in all fairness, <laughs> I'm uh, a human, too. Uh, um, so on Facebook, we got a lot of feedback. I got a lot of feedback in Messenger. I got a lot of feedback right on my Facebook wall. And it was kind of divided even and kind of the same, right? So the first feedback, um, there was women that gave feedback, excuse me, that's like, I would never do that. Funny. When the women that commented that said I would never and have never, it did not surprise me. They would not. Um, they're all women, and not not no women said that they would do that, right? But the women that I know them well, and we align in values and the way our character is, and so I was not shocked um, because we align so many other ways. So I was like, I didn't think any different for one second that you wouldn't. Um, Guys definitely said they have had brutal experiences. A couple of our friends said, you know, women just weaponized everything against them, spread rumors about them. I, I will go back to, again, I think it is a sort, right? I do think it's a sort on both sides of the coin, but sometimes there's a shocker, right? Well, it does say more about the person who does that, right? Than the person who shares. It says more about the person who... What Susie says about Sally says more about Susie than yeah, Sally. There you go. Always. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so on the flip side of the coin. Yes, what's the flip side? Um, the flip side? On the flip side of the coin, a lot of men said that is the toxic women you're choosing over and over again. And I agree. Because it, because even when <clears throat> women, when guys are guiding us and we're crying to them, well, you're choosing the same type of guy, same type of guy. There is a sort. Now, granted, emotional intelligence and getting older plays into this, right? As we get older, we realize a lot of things. That's why youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> yeah. But so granted, there is that. But it is a sort. I mean, 
you know, I didn't have the easiest childhood. I didn't have the most fucked up childhood. But what I did have was two parents who took care and taught me morals and values and respect and manners and sent me to etiquette (laughs) and, you know, disciplined areas in my life and and told me to always show empathy and compassion and and were examples of that when I were when I was younger and and still to this day. Um, So I, I do think it's a sort and that doesn't has no so economic status it has it, i'm sure stuff plays into it but it has uh, you know geographical status and as you get older it is honestly who you choose to be yeah do you guys agree oh yeah, totally Absolutely. hands down yeah um and if i don't i'll throw it in for your face later on <laughs> um uh, the notes i took for myself were good humans don't do this um i put it's always a choice. What I said, when you di- when you make this, you always have a chance to not say those things about somebody. So to listeners out there, always take a step back, breathe and not say, believe me, I'm the queen of pop off, but not in this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, most times when that's happening and, and whether that's in a relationship or anything, it's a projection of their own fear and anger outward. And, you know, and and just they're scared inside and they're hurt. And yeah. It, it, yeah. many things come from fear. So. Yeah, so it is when you're vulnerable, you know, like it's out there, so anything can can touch it a little bit. You're like, oh, I feel that. Has anybody really? And then we'll move on to the sex, the sex, the sex, the sex. Because <laughs> it isn't bringing us inspiration, income, or an orgasm, why are we fucking with it? Anyway, right. have you had really bad experience with that, either of you? I have. I personally haven't. Yeah. 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 A lot of guys have. I, I felt kind of bad for some of the stories I heard. I was yeah. like, I was shocked. I was actually really shocked. It, I think when people are so unkind, look, I, I'm I'm loud and bold, but I'm not unkind. Um, I, I, I when people are mean and unkind, it, yeah. I, it still shocks me, and I'm not sure why. So. Anyway, we're going to move on to a little sex and then wrap the show really quick. But first, before we go, Tribe Called Jess and the Wild Style Network and Salisbury Studios, as well as the other podcasts, Notebook Wagering, uh, Stand Up and Shout. I got it. I got it. Mm -hmm. And I think we're still doing Welcome to Manassas. You never know. Um, But we will uh, be uh, accepting advertisers, sponsors. We have different... um, Obviously, digital um, in-studio options as well, reading ads, as well as I don't know what all the John get on there and say all the great words that come with advertising because I always mess it up. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's uh, all the social media platforms, uh, in-stream advertising, in-studio advertising. Jeff, there's a lot of lot of advertising opportunities, whether it's in the podcast or the the Cadezilla or TCB fights. There's there's a plethora of uh, different advertisements and different ways we can implement Mm -hmm. your uh, brand. Absolutely, and remember, and remember that we are on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Pandora, Deezer, uh, RSS Community, Google, iTunes, Google Play, Samsung Play. So that goes across the board too. So you're getting yeah. a lot, a lot of advertising. So hit me up on social media. Um, obviously, I'll take it off of that, and we'll meet in person or meet on the phone. Um, for any advertising. Uh, so just wanted to plug that because we're starting to move all the podcasts in the studio to the next level. I'm really, really excited about it. Who get your name Do out there, guys. Do I have a caller on the line? Here. Do I have a name? No, I'm just saying, like, if we get a sponsor, we can put them on the on the gear. One guess. Uh-oh. Oh. oh. Welcome to a tribe called Jess. This is Jess speaking. 
Am I in? Hey, what's happening, y'all? Y'all know who this is. Hey, John, what's up, buddy? Long time. Why do you always wait till I have, like, less than 10 minutes left, (laughs) and I still have another subject? (laughs) Because I'm... I'm, 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 I'm watching the show. I mean, <laughs> just, I'm like, well, we appreciate that. Going on. I mean, he's captivated by us, right, John? It's my time to shine. You're the best, John. I appreciate it. <laughs> What's going Julio, on? What you got to say? Day, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Jeff, Jeff, I want to, Jeff, you can DM me and let me know what, what actually happened after that whole porn situation. Because you tried to switch off it real quick, but it probably it did work out pretty well. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did work out pretty good, actually. <clears throat> Multiple occasions. I love you. Why, he doesn't need to DM. When have you known quick. Jeff to be shy? He, you don't need to DM him. He'll say it right here. He said it led to po- oh, multiple <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> here come the rumors. Here come the rumors. <laughs> don't Google Jeff. Well, John, thanks for coming in. I will have Jeff update you with all the details if there's anything further than that. Make sure you call in for my birthday episode on hey, March 20th. I got to finish thing. the show. Yo. Hey, Frank, you keep standing on 10 toes, too, player. I see you out there. <laughs> thanks, bro. And when are you going to come to the events, bro? You got to come watch hey, Kzilla, no those boxing no fights. Problem. When are you oh, coming to the events? Okay. Okay, we love you, John. I got a wrap. I'm I'm running behind, behind. <laughs> You're the best, John. Thank you. Later, bro. Thanks for calling. Um, thank you, John. You're the best. We appreciate it. Okay, to wrap the show. So I read this thing. I went down a rabbit hole. What, are, Oshie? What are you waving at? He's thanking John for calling in. <laughs> thanking John for calling in. I went down a rabbit hole of. Uh, I found reels, different reels, mm. when I searched on um on a. Uh, the TikToks, sorry. And I came across one that said over 25% of Americans didn't have sex at all last year. So I was like, this cannot be true. Oh, it's true. We're in a sex recession. Now, I'm going to make a few key points here because I was like, well, that sucks. (laughs) But in a way, it doesn't suck. So first of all, it sucks for those who are just not getting laid. I'm so sorry for you. Go get laid. 100% of y'all suck. But in... 2021 over 20 percent of men 35 and under did not have sex um in 2021 i was like wait what i mean that's a that's a pretty big amount they have said the sexual decline um is due to partially due to roe v wade and it's the turnover of roe v wade um and i don't want to you know i don't talk about those things but i was looking to why they would say this um, so the Gen Z and millennials are having less sex because of that, the fear of, you know, somebody getting uh, pregnant. So I think maybe, you know, I'm, I won't comment on any of this. It's um, a statistic that you're mentioning. It's a, a statistic. I, so I, not I, wanting to use a condom leads to not wanting to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't even with you right now. <laughs> Is it not wanting or not being able to afford them? Oh, that's the real question. So then I go down another rabbit hole. You guys know me. So I was like, I feel like as a whole in America anyway, like people have just become less, uh, more emotionless, Mm -hmm. right? Less, more connected than ever, yet less connected to ever. More, more women I know have the ability to be indifferent and turn off their emotions. 
more women have the ability to act like men did 13, 10 years ago. You know, like, bye. You know, I, it's interesting to me. So then I went down another rabbit hole of does this in relationships, I was thinking, but also out, like marriages, uh, committed partners, but also, you know, not in, but kind of people seeing each other. Does emotional literacy directly link with the lack of sex going on the sex recession i like the name sex guys recession. it's a recession. sex recession well, they did say we're gonna go through a recession that has in the 20s right when i so am recession when i'm in a committed partnership there is no sex recession <laughs> hell no of course it's one of the perks jeez you should be having sex, and I will repeat mm -hmm. it on every show. If you are in a committed relationship, sex, 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 it will save your relationship. Um, committed, guys, committed before I get the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, ultimately, <clears throat> when I did the research, it does because it directly correlates with feeling safe. Oh, wait. It said that it does. And what it does is it leads to hot, wild, crazy sex, partners being more willing to do things with each other. And it the emotional literacy is because it makes people feel more safe, more connected, um, <coughs> more appreciated. And it goes both ways for men and women. Therefore, they're willing to have sex more and do more crazy things when they're having sex. And I thought that was interesting, but but so true. Yeah. And it's not just familiarity. Like, of course, we all get familiar. But if you're not making me feel appreciated, well, okay, maybe not me, but other women. <laughs> if you're not making me feel a woman or a man feel safe, appreciated, what were other words used? Um, sorry, guys. Respected. Um, it creates more of an area. If you're not, it's not creating that space to try new things. <coughs> They're more willing to do that and want to connect in wild or crazier ways. And obviously, familiarity. So... We need to be appreciating each other more, respecting each other more, um, making each other feel safe, and then you can thank me later when you're getting laid all the time. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> what do you think? I agree. Julio and I had this conversation earlier. Uh, we were wondering how, why the statistic has gone up. And I, Julio, you know, I want, I want to hear what he had to say. It was a good point. Oh, um I was I kind of associated with another TikTok that I had seen about how this generation like now doesn't really know what it means to be bored. Like uh, it's so easy to find a distraction, uh, just like in the palm of your hand. You're like your phone. Yeah. Like back, in, I, I remember growing up. Like if I didn't see have anything good to watch on TV or anything going on like with my family, it was just trying to figure out what to do to not be bored. You know, whether like actually leave my house, go for a walk try to meet up with a friend just like learn something new but now it's just oh i'm like i got five minutes let me get my phone you know or, instead of creating those connections exactly I so i feel like the technology although it helps reach out to more people it also isolates you and kind of it's addicting yeah and also I kind mean, of like helps that prevents you from building yourself emotionally and growing with other people around you I think one thing I've worked on, I think, Frankie, you've noticed, um, I don't, when I'm out now, I might make a post or check if somebody's calling me or if you guys all aren't there yet, but I try to keep my phone away much, much more than I used to because I'm like, I'm here to see the people that I love and care about the most. Why do I give a F what, what's going on? on I, I can see that in the morning. Nothing's changed. It's like, um, I agree with you. I'm guilty of the addiction as well. And I think 
you have to address what's in here or with your partner first. And what's happening is we're distracting whenever I, I watch this really cool. Um, I'll bring it up on my birthday episode because I'm already planning that. But it's a cool thing that when we feel uncomfortable, we feel pain. We scroll. She says it like this. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, I got hurt by my boyfriend. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Because it's a great deterrent to not have to deal with that pain. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just building barriers within yourself and the other partner. And then she's like, and then all of a sudden you get to Brian. And you're like, oh, my God, I wonder, Brian, I haven't seen him in 20 years. What did he do on his vacation? And you're like, yeah. why am I even looking at this? Like, yeah. what? I love social media for what it is. I love it for what I do for this and the different business and, and, and connecting with people. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm even learning that, like, whoa, I don't want it to interfere with real-life interactions, mm -hmm. relationships. So I, I agree with you 100%. Because it's easier to hit a like on a picture, right, or maybe even text than to actually be in front of somebody and be like, hey, that dress looks nice on you. Hey, nice shoes. Or, hey, you have a nice smile. Like try to engage to meet with somebody, yeah. you know, to make that emotional connection. Because in order to have sex, there has it just can't be physical, right? Well, I can't. I told you, like, it, I absolutely, I got it. It doesn't mean, you know, forever. I don't mean it to sound. I don't mean it to sound like that. But I do have to have emotional connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's aspects to it. Sometimes it could yeah. just be physical. Sometimes just emotional. Sometimes can't, both. Can't yeah. be just. But it's like if you don't work on it, you have to go out there and socialize. Like if you're always on your phone. If you're isolated, it affects, you know, you being able to be intimate with somebody. And I joke a lot about it, but sex is just so essential. And a girl on it, remember the girl on Instagram, she told me, don't, don't for, force. And I was like, force, I'm saying you should <laughs> pony up and have sex with your committed partner. Yeah. Oh my God. That was I a, remember that. Don't force oh. your committed yeah, partner to bang you. Right? That was, it, that girl, I, that, wow. Yeah, what the conversation was went, like this and just went pew. She took, this is what happens with common people and they just take your, I just anyway. Well, then it turns into he hasn't touched me in forty moons. <laughs> four scores ago. <laughs> no, but and we'll end. But it is just so so important um, to connect with your partner in that way. The intimacy is so important, but to have even longer term intimacy because yeah. it is it is important. It's work. You got to be doing the work externally as well. It ain't just ride the pony, baby. Yeah. If you're making her feel like shit all the time, she ain't riding the pony. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. vice versa. I just use it in terms of that. So anyway, guys, we're going to wrap up here. I want to thank everybody on Facebook, on Instagram, on all my socials for the follows, for the feedback. Please follow Tribe Called Jess wherever you get your podcast on Facebook, Instagram. We will see you next week right here. Take good care, guys. Later. Later. Yeah, I was trying to get it for you in time and I had to skip over to that page.